Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, what is up? Welcome back to Bleach Boys number 16. We're still uh, coming through the end of the new Captain Shusuke Amagai arc. We have... 10 episodes left. We're going to cover five of those this time. That way it's Just not couldn't get through it. so brutal. Well, work <laughs> fucked me today. So otherwise I would have gotten through all 10. Um, the first episode, you'll notice I don't take a lot of notes. And then I degenerately get worse and worse. And oh, then, no. Um, as in, I slowly go back to taking quite a bit of notes. Oh. Um, it is the easier way to do things. Yeah. So the start of the first episode, there's not much that happens. We open up with Uruhara and Yorichi, uh, basically explaining that the Kasumiyoji clan is planning on having a wedding for Shukunogi, which is the young boy that we uh, learn is uh, kind of being used by Kumoi, to Rorichio, even though she isn't there. That's so weird. Are they getting like a stand-in? Um... So that's what Ishigo wants to know. How is that possible when she's yeah. still here? And they're like, oh, they could use a lookalike, you know, whatever. It could be because, they, they, you know, the people at the wedding will be far away because yeah. they're royal. So they won't be able oh, to get close. Rona. Uh, yeah, it could be. Lady Ruricio, uh, we see, begins to feel bad about what happened to Chad and Uryu because they both got fucked up in their fight. So uh, she's starting to think that, like, it's her fault that all these people are getting she's hurt. She's going to run away, gosh. True, it is. Um, Ichigo ends up finding Ruricio up on a roof all by herself, and he goes up there to comfort And he says a sweet saying, uh, quote, they say that only smoke and, fool, and fools like high places, quote Ichigo Kurosaki. Wow. What? That's actually very deep for Ichigo. Yeah. So, and then it's like, what are you doing up on the roof? So, Lady Riccio is known for a long time that Kamoi is after and all the assassins we find out is that she's like, oh, I've actually known. It's like, uh, you know, you guys have been trying to hide it from me. I've known the whole time. Riccio ends up stealing uh, Ichigo's substitute Soul Reaper badge when he's like showing it off to her and is like, oh, I'm a substitute Soul Reaper. I have to protect you. So, she yoinks it out of his hand, throws it off the fucking roof, and then kicks him off of the roof. And oh, so, she's the assassin. So as Ichigo's like on the ground, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what was that for? She opens up her private gate back to Soul Society, and she's like, I'm sorry, I have to go back. And then she leaves. What because, if she she was an assassin, though? That would have been great. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, they try to go back after, because obviously Kenryu and Inryu are still there, and they too can open the gate. But turns out you can lock it from the other side. So That's I don't know upsetting. why everybody else in the house hasn't locked the gate from the other side the whole time she's been gone. Oh. But... I guess now she's decided to lock it from the other side, and it can't be opened without a key. Uh, Ichigo, don't you think they would have a fucking? key? You would think, you would think, but you know, it, their royals do stuff different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, this is the equivalent of like her room. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to my fucking room. Bye, fuck you guys. So Ichigo turns to Rukia and says that she's the only one that can open this in Kaimon. I don't know why that's the case. Uh, surely, wait, Rukia? Yeah, surely Yorichi? Can she not? Is she, I don't, well, is she not from allowed? the noble house? Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. She but Rukia opens up the regular Senkai Mon yeah. because oh. maybe she's just the only official Soul Reaper on hand. So they're like, yeah, you got to do it, Rukia. Wait, not so Uruhara? what is Yoroichi then? Because she's not technically a fugitive like Urahara is technically exiled. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what her deal is. I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. But I can't remember off the top of my head like what exactly her deal is with Soul Society. She's a cat. Um, she's a kitty cat. She's a catch. <laughs> what? Yeah. Boy. So they all go to leave. And uh, after they leave, Yoroichi is like talking to Urahara. And she says... This time his opponent is a high-ranking noble clan. It will not be easy. Like, that's been easier than any of the other fights he's already done. Mm -hmm. 
Kadia. We get an introduction from um, Kinryu and Inryu when they go up to the gates. They give their formal names, which is not actually Kinryu and Inryu. Oh. So Kinryu I've been is to. Ryusai Kinsaki. So Kinryu, oh. if you put the first part of the name. But Enryu is Rusaburo Inkogawa. So n- nothing, nothing to do with <laughs> Enryu. Don't know why that was the case. Kinryu says that uh, he thinks that Lady Richio plans to use the day of her wedding and then use the power that since she'll now become the head of the Kasumiyoji clan to publicly out Kumoi and like oh. say like denounce him and get him out of the clan. Or she's just going to die. Yeah, Probably. Ichigo is like, oh, that's actually a good plan. So let's wait till the day of the wedding and let her do her thing, and then we'll come and save her. Oh, that would have been so cool if we got like a fucking uh, streetwear, or not streetwear, but like all snazzed up Ichigo showing up in like a blazer. Oh, or, yeah, like, like a fancy yeah. wedding dress. Yeah. yeah. So the day of the wedding comes by. We immediately skip there. They go to the balcony, Lady Ruricio and Shu Kanogi. They're now newlyweds. They go to the balcony Aww. to greet the crowd. And. That's when Ichigo, Rukia, Kenryu, and Inryu appear on the wall, like, opposite of the balcony, and they call out to Lady Richio, a little bit like the One Piece scene. Oh. But not nearly as cool, because then they immediately move from that wall to the top of the roof, and then we see Kumoi for a split second, and he kind of smirks, and like, ooh, they fell for it. And that's when we hear, don't move, Ichigo Kurosaki, (gasps) and Soifan appears behind him. And then they are now surrounded by a whole bunch of Soul Reapers, and that's the end of the first episode. So... Kind of yes, but she actually comes off really good in oh, this arc because she's, she's like, doing her job. She she's very clear about that to Ichigo. As we'll find out that she basically spends like I'm doing my job. I like I trust you, but you can't do this. Like I'm yeah. sorry. I would have loved if they just nixed this whole thing and there was a sniper involved and they came out <laughs> to the fucking. Well, uh, Ron Tao had the gun. Yo. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So they their guns in the filler arc. Let me tell you, they just bring in a gun. The start of the next episode, Ichigo tries to, uh, like, he's kind of surrounded, and he asks Soifan to give her, to, like, give him a second. And mm. she's like, okay, like, yeah, go uh-huh. go do your thing. He uses that time to try to sway her with, like, a thrilling speech slash apology. Kind of go, like, I'm sorry we didn't tell you. We should have told you it was disrespectful. It's like, please come back. You know, you're in danger. Aww. Richio, like, kind of comes back to her senses, takes a deep breath, closes her eyes, and then she just goes, I don't know who you are or what you're talking about. Oh, what oh bitch? my God. So, dumbass. Soifan then, then tells them they're all under arrest, and oh. now Enryu and Kinryu are caught by her vice captain, and it's looking pretty bad. Damn. Wait, so, he's actually it, doing something? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. good for him. Only for a little bit, because then Enryu breaks free of him, who is the big buff guy. He breaks free, uh, flies up into the air, and we get to see the release of his Zanpakuto, oh. which we've not seen before. Wait, does he say anything? Um, He doesn't, He because he's mute. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if he... He jumps up and he spins like he's a brrr, like a fucking oh, drill. I was thinking he was gonna Does do he that. like yeah. hand signs. So he does. I, I, I we don't see him because he's doing like the drill animation. Uh, but he his release form is basically two giant hands that float above like his regular hands and they're attached via a chain that kind of like wraps around him. Oh, it's okay. But he basically uses that to come back down from the air and just destroy the whole fucking building that they're oh. on. Just like punch through it. Uh, Rukia now is like so the building collapse everybody's on the ground Rukia decides to hold off Soifan so Ichigo can go after Ruricio Rukia's holding off a captain yeah they're kind of just like they don't care sparring at this yeah. point they're just oh. kind of like oh stop no. like Ichigo finds Ruricio and tells Kanogi that obviously so Kanogi is Shu Kanogi the little boy mm-hmm. um, and Ichigo is like telling him like listen obviously she's not herself it's like come on and she doesn't want to marry you dude and he says like you should know that as like you know the person who you're going to marry is like she's not herself clearly 
just as he's trying to explain that to Shu, he gets stabbed in the fucking stomach from Riccio, and then we see the Riccio smirk, and it's a fucking assassin that they made look like Riccio that they use as an imposter who is not the Riccio in the house, okay? Oh. That was just a jerk teenage uh, antics. So Wait, do they have midget assassins again? They don't ever explain this at all in the next episodes that we watch. They don't explain how they did that. They don't explain if it's a power. They don't explain anything like that except that somehow when the hand came out to stab and you see for a split second that it's like one of the assassin guys. Wow. So they do not explain how that is possible. What if he was just like on his knees the whole yeah, time? Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. They, like, don't, <laughs> they don't explain that. Production value is real shit for this. <laughs> yeah, so Kumoi appears behind uh, Ruricio as now she has stabbed Ichigo. And he's basically like, oh, no, it's not an imposter. What are you talking about? Like, this is the real Lady Ruricio. And you find out that's because Soifan has now appeared and is attacking Ichigo. Oh, so no. she tells Kumoi to take Ruricio and leave while he, she takes care of Ichigo. Soifan's vice captain now gets it from the rebel. And is now challenging Rukia because she's been left in the fucking dust by Soifan. Hey, you doing anything over there? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, hey, man, I, I want to take it easy right now. So oh. he's about to fight Rukia. Now Kenryu appears and kicks him in the back of the fucking head and tells Rukia to leave. Could you imagine? <laughs> this guy's a punching bag. Just an absolute he's punching just bag. Like- Inryu now appears behind him as well and is now holding him while Kenryu releases his Shikai and just blinds everybody with the flowers. Ichigo tries to explain to Soifan like to listen to him and Ruricio is an imposter but of course Soifan's like nah that's not gonna listen to that nah that little girl straight up stabbed you so Soifan at this point eventually releases her Shikai and just then as they're about to fight with her Shikai now drawn uh, Rukia appears and does her like ice shooty technique and creates a giant ice wall in between the two of them Rukia tells them that they need to get out of here and as they go to leave so they're like fuck we need to leave like let's recoup let's go somewhere else they go to leave and then uh, Shu Kenogi the little boy it's like no, no, don't go that way. It's like I know the I know the safe way. It's like I'm oh, this way. So, I'm not trusting little people anymore in so this fucking anime. <laughs> no little people. <laughs> so after the battle, Kumoi, uh, Soifan is looking for him, and Soifan says they have to be inside of the palace still because that's the only logical explanation for where they could have gone. But Kumoi tells them not to track them any further and leave it to them because they don't want them in the palace. Oh. Yeah. Kanogi tells Ichigo and Rukia that he wants to save the real Ruricio because he actually does love her. Like oh. he. Like, he's not just, you know, part How of the plan. How old is he? How old is he? Yeah. They're probably both, like, 11. Oh. oh. Yeah. God, that's going to be a kick in the fucking balls in, like, seven yeah. years. Oh, so fuck. So, Soifan eventually gets a report of Ichigo and Rukia reappearing at the back gate, and they're they're doing the classic hold Lord Kenogi's hostage, so they're like, oh, he's really oh. on our side, but we're going to pretend that we're using him as a hostage. They basically use that to be allowed to walk out, and nobody stops him. They're just like, okay, yeah, let him go. He's got Lord Kenogi, whatever. Ichigo, make it believable. Punch me. <laughs> <gasps> of course, after this, they have the uh, classic captain meeting. And that's just everybody getting the news of Ichigo and Rukia and the fact that they're here and what they did. Did Soifan show up? Yeah, she was there. What? Uh, Amagai says since everybody here is close to him, then he should be the one to take care of this. The head captain, Yamamoto, agrees. But before leaving, Soifan, once again coming off as this person, tries to explain how Kumoi is acting strange and like didn't want them to go into the palace. And she thinks that there is something up. But uh, Yamamoto shuts that shit down and then mm. uh, doesn't trust his subordinates. Yeah. So later, um, Izuru finally decides to tell Amagai that he saw Makoto, which is the third seat uh, Kabune, I believe is his other name. He entered the Kasumiyoji clan. He was watching the battle with like the Matrix signs and he attacked his own squad mates. Amagai is pretty understanding about this. He comes off as a really nice guy, but he does say they shouldn't act just on suspicion alone. Ask Izuru if he's told anybody else, which is pretty suspicious. And then tells him to keep an eye on Makoto's action and let him know immediately if anything happens. 
And that's the end of that episode. Did we get a hand on the shoulder like, hey, bud, so I appreciate they, they that. So they didn't really – this the whole talk, like you could see how they would like very heavy-handed like, oh, this guy is suspicious as well. Uh, but they just make Amagoff to be very caring this whole time. Like, they don't okay. plant the seed at all that like – That's good. Hey, maybe he's going to fuck you over. They're like – the whole time Amagoff's like, hey, it's like don't don't cause suspicion. It's like let me know. I'll take care of it. I brought him into the squad. It's like I'll take him out. That That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's how it should that's be handled good, normally. Yeah, good yeah. writing. So – Ichigo and Rukia at the start of the next episode then ask uh, Shu Kenogi if he would know where to find Ruichio. But this is where he basically explains that he's just never really been outside the palace himself, so he wouldn't know, even know where to look. Ah, uh, fuck. Soifan at this point is actually thinking like about what Ichigo had said, and she's trying to figure out what was going on as well. Even her vice captain, who is the fucking punching bag, is also like, hey. So you find out in uh, implication of this sentence here. He says, "Is do you think it was wrong of us to hand over Kinryu and Inryu to the Kasumiyoji clan? So they got captured and they handed oh. them over to the Kasumiyoji clan. Yeah, they're dead clan. now. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So Getting even the vice captain is like, yeah, that's probably wasn't the right play, but okay. I want to see uh, Soifan with a monocle right now and like a detective's <laughs> yeah. hat. We get to see Kamoi. He's looking over the destruction because one of the fucking houses got absolutely wrecked. And he's thinking to himself about how he didn't expect Ichigo and Ruki to actually get away. And then the 13 court guard squads are fucking useless. And he uh, also didn't count on Lord Kenogi being taken hostage. So he's uh, a little bit, uh, his plan's a little bit fucked there. But then we get to see what happened to the late, the real Lady Ruichio. So what had happened, she was coming back through her gate, but she got tipped, uh, Kumoi got tipped off that she was on her way back. Okay. So he had an imposter, Ruichio, which is the one that went to the wedding, come out of the gate before her. And then when she came out, he was like, oh, so happy you're back. Let's all go to the Grand Hall for a celebration. Lured all the people away. And then when the real oh. Lady Ruricio came out, he had his assassins kidnap her and lock her away. They literally could have just killed her. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure there's a reason why Dumb they're not ass. killing her. He has a fucking imposter. He's yeah. perfect. He's golden for the rest of time. That's why I'm saying I'm sure there's a reason. They haven't gotten into like the pl- like Kumoi's plan yet, aside from he wants to take over the clan. So I'm sure there is some sort of reason that he can't kill the real one, but they haven't talked about it. We basically see the real one now. She's locked in basically a bird cage, oh, and God. we hear footsteps uh, begin to approach her, and we do see it is Makoto, which is uh, third seat Kabune. Oh. And he's basically filling in Lady Richa to what's going on inside, like, oh, Ichigo followed you through, you know, made a mess of your wedding, and now the court guard squads are against him, and she's, you know, upset by that. Rishio then is like just decides to be a badass at this point and calls out like Makoto and he she asks him is like oh are you being paid he responds nope I'm here for a different reason I'm not someone who could be swayed by money then Rishio responds him, you must it's like that makes sense otherwise you wouldn't be so afraid it is obviously to me you are deathly afraid of something it's written all over your face and in your voice and this pisses off Makoto and he like fucking smacks the cage with his sword and he's like he's just like stop talking and then leaves yeah. So on Kabune, it's way back. I'm just going to switch names back and forth. Uh, he runs into a, a drunk squad member of his own squad. And oh, no. the squad member asks, like, it's like, hey, it's like, let's just keep this a secret, right? It's like, no one has to know because they're supposed to be on, like, guard duty looking for each Yeah, but he's just fucking having a good they're time. They're supposed to be, I'm a guy volunteer the whole squad. Is this guy wearing a red shirt? No, <laughs> he might as well be, though. <laughs> oh, Because rip. he then is like, hey, it's like, you know, don't tell anybody. And if you don't tell, I won't tell that I saw where you came from. And this, of course, pisses off Makoto. He puts his hand on the sheath, and that's the last we see of that. We cut to Izuru now, and he's reporting to Amagai that Makoto is missing, as well as one of the squad members. And he says that some of the other squad members went uh, to a late-night drinking session last night, and one of them thought they saw Kabune and then went after him. So, oh. so Amagai is like, hey, it's like, I'm going to go after the, soul, the substitute soul reaper quickly and find him. 
Izuru, you go find Makoto. Then we get a nice scene with Rinji and Byakuya, which oh. is always a pleasure. Rinji is basically asking him how he plans to handle the whole Rukia and Ichigo thing. Oh. And Byakuya does his normal, basically saying, like, I have no sympathy for anyone who defies orders from the Soul Society. And Rinji's like, but your sister. And Byakuya cuts him off. It's like, I stand by what I said. I expect you personally to, ha- to, to handle all the search party related stuff. Mm. He just doesn't give a fuck. So Rinji, like, tries to argue, but then he puts it together, like, mid-sentence. And he's like, oh, like, I'm in charge of everything. And he's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> cool. Pew, Got pew. it. It's like, thank you. So then Ichigo's a good guy. He is yeah. good. They're both <laughs> good guys. guys. Yeah. They're both very good guys. Ichigo, Rukia, and Kenogi are now hiding in the sewers, which is another bleach classic. Yep, yep. Uh they begin to hear others in the sewers and start to run. As they're running, Ichigo at one point he does comment, like, oh, I wish Hanatoro was here. He knows all the exits of the sewers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so they exit the sewer and waiting outside is Captain Amagai and a bunch of his other soul reapers. You can just dip back down, right? Yeah. So Ichigo asks who he is, because obviously this he's is the only captain him. he's never met. Oh yeah. And Rukia even herself is like, damn, what luck. Had it been someone else that we knew, we might have been able to get away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I so like she's that. met him then. Rukia has not met this guy. Oh, she, she, but she, she knows, knows the captain. Him, yeah. yeah, she knows that they were putting a new captain in before she left dicked yep so Rukia then introduces herself and asks if there was any way that he would be willing to listen to their side of the story before you know happening but I'm guys like I'd be willing to listen to your story if you come quietly to our holding cell and then I'd listen to you there oh okay. Ichigo then steps in is like tells Rukia to take care of uh Shu Kenogi and then they begin fighting because he knows he's not going to listen anyway. Did Amagai hear Shining Star at any point because <laughs> no. he's fucked no. <laughs> so Amagai does like kind of a cool thing in this fight they, they're fighting, and they clash blades, you know, classic bleach. Mm-hmm. And he, with his other hand, grabs the backside of Ichigo's blade, like the non-sharp side, and uses it to fucking throw Ichigo, like, across. Oh, the like, Yeah, I was like, oh, he's damn. He's a really big dude, right? Um, or... I, not, no, I wouldn't he's say not he's really big. big. Like, he's, oh. not, he's not, like, in Pachi sized or anything. Okay. He's just, like, a regular. He looks he's very like close. like Utake and Kuroko's That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay. Same size as that. Um. Amagai releases Zanpakuto in this fight, though. One of them. He says, sever Raika. And it turns into um, a fire sword. So it's one of the fire swords. And it has a crescent tip on it. And basically, he can, like, one of the few things that he did. He creates, like, a little fireball inside of the crescent tip. And he can, like, throw it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like lacrosse. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. That's dope. So Ichigo, a little later in the fight, then shoots a Getsuka at him. And Amagai goes to basically, like, slash it and push it back. And this is when we see another thing his sword can do. He begins clashing with the blast. And so we see on the hilt of his uh, blade, this is going to be very hard to explain. Okay. Basically, imagine like a uh, like a dueling blade. You know how they have the thing that protects your hand, the oh, curve yeah. the yeah. curved bit? The, so yeah. that is made out of like three almost like flute openings, like, you know, like the horn openings, the, the okay, big side yeah. of it. Okay. And he can basically like it powers up and starts like lighting up fire like it's combusting like an engine. Oh, okay. And thus he can, like, power up and allows him to deflect the Getsuka. Hopefully that made sense. Shu, then, uh... He's Are they there. all together, by the way? They're, like, three like separate, separate ones, but they're, like, all hooked together in, like, a, a thing. So it's, like, a almost like so an engine like, pipe. So it looks like yeah, a, yeah. Like a okay. rapier kind of... Yeah, yes, oh, yes. Okay. So, like, an engine pipe, but curved into a rapier thing. Gotcha. Okay. It's exactly what it is. Uh, so Shu then runs in between the battle, asking out. Captain Amagai to stop. And he explains that he's, he says these people really did come here to save the princess. It's like they're not trying to kill her. The Kasumiyoji clan is in trouble, uh, but with his help, they can save it. He then pleads with Captain Amagai to please help save Lady Rorichio before they kill her. And with that, Amagai actually lowers his sword and oh. says, after hearing the sincerity in your voice, I have to hear you out. Which, I mean, wow. they do a really good job of making him like a cool he's guy. He's a good guy, yeah. After hearing the story, 
Amagai says, unfortunately, the head captain doesn't want us to stick our noses into their affairs as it's beyond our jurisdiction. So they'll have to find a reason to justify their involvement. So basically, they have to find a cause before they just go in there buck wild. Okay. Ichigo says that they have one starting point, and it's the Bakudo, which are the swords that all the oh, where right. they fist the, the fucking sea animals. Yikes, man. Amagai asks what they were planning before they were captured by him. And they said they were just going to look for lady, the real lady, lady Ruricio. They were going to first rescue the princess, then use that to expose Kamoi. Amagai says he understands now that they have now that he has the whole story, he'd be happy to help them save the princess. He then tells one of his subordinates to go tell Lady or Lieutenant Kira and make sure that he's informed on all the happening as well. And that's the end of that episode. So the next episode, we immediately start with Izuru. We see what he's doing. He's basically just stalking the Kasumiyoji clan entrance, trying to see if he could spot uh, Third Sea Kabune going in and out. What a creeper. Yeah. And then he gets a hell butterfly, basically just filling him in while all the stuff is happening. We go back to Amagai who says that he can't involve his squads in these affairs, but a few of them did offer to pitch in. So there's like a group of three of the subordinates that have kind of been like, I don't know, semi-important side characters, oh. but they still look like side characters, like that you'll never recognize Not, yeah, ever nothing again. Nothing very yeah, important about so them. So those three have offered to help out. I don't know if they ever come into play later, but there you go. Uh, Ichigo asks why he wants to help them, and Amagai says that he has his own personal interests, and he'll explain while they're on the move. So they begin moving to try to look for uh, Lady Riccio or Third Seat Kabune. And then we see as they go to leave, we see the four of them get spotted by two of uh, Komamaru's men as they're like kind of hanging out on a roof. I'm like, oh, is that Amagai with Ichigo? Oh. And so now we find out that Amagai's reason is basically uh, Makoto, Third Seat Kabune, and saying that he can't go to the 13 Court Guard squads because the 13 Court Guard squads is a very stubborn bureaucracy. I misspelled that incredibly in there. Um, and it would take too long. Then we see Yamamoto get the report about Squad 7 having spotted Amagai with Ichigo Kurosaki. He says to inform the other captains and then call a captain's meeting once again. Could you imagine how mad, like, if there was, like, one captain in that group that did just despised Ichigo. Yeah. And were like, finally, we sent the guy that yeah. would actually kill him. And then you see him running, running around with, with this new captain. God He's like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> So we get to see uh, Renji. He appears in front of Squad 7, which is Komamaru's squad. And they're all patrolling, trying to find Ichigo, obviously. Uh, Komamaru's vice captain, which I believe I wrote his name, Tetsuman Aiba, I believe is his name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, tells him that he's in their assigned spot and he needs to leave. Renji replies saying that he knows Ichigo and Rukio better than anyone, so let him through. Uh, Tetsuman says, you do have a point, but orders orders. And then they both pull their swords at each other, of course. 13 court guards. Well, They're always their at each other's throats, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also see Ikaku and uh, Shue, or Shisue, uh, the 69 guy, oh. begin to fight for um, similar reasons where they all have their zones they're supposed to be in. But they're like, nah, we know Ichigo's over there, so we're going to go over there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, nah, dog, stay in your zone. <laughs> so Izuru now is uh, back trying to think where Makoto could possibly be hiding. He has a flashback to the old fighting arena they used to train in at the very beginning of the arc. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, because no, when they were training in that arc, one of the things that they said was like, oh, no one actually uses these anymore. So we thought uh, we might as well use it. And he's like, oh, well, nobody's going to be there. So that's where he's going to be hiding. Yep. That's really dumb. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. In the captain's meeting, uh, Ukitaki actually tries to speak up, saying that none of this makes sense. And tells Yamamoto that he, he says, I implore you, implore you to please investigate the Kasumiyoji clan. Yamamoto just says no, and he forbids any investigation into that clan. Which isn't like a Byaki uh, hint, yeah. hint, wink, wink, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, so after that, 
Chill Captain and Ukitake are talking, and they're both saying, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The Kasumiyoji clan is clearly at the root of the disturbance, and if they don't hurry, the uh, the chaos might spread to the court guards. And then we see uh, now appear and basically say, yeah, there's a fight in the Serate. <laughs> so already a little late. I wonder if this is now an, a Yamamoto test. This could have been avo- avoided, you know? Yeah. It really could have. But maybe it's like a Yamamoto test where he's like, not only can I create uh, Menos Grande, mm-hmm. I, I can also create conflict, and I want you to defy my orders in the best interest. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, maybe. Comes, I want to see if you guys have a good heart. Oh, that'd be It's I'd all be, a big lesson at the end. That yep. shit pisses me yeah. off. Like, you, you ruined things right there. I don't like that. So, we see um, more of the Ikaku versus uh, Shuhei fight and Renji versus Tetsumon fight. Ikaku and Renji are both the, basically both having conversations mid fight, saying how they know Ichigo wouldn't do this for no reason and something must be up. Uh, then we get to see uh, Izuru run into one of his squad mates, and they are now surrounding a covered up body on the ground. It's the body of the man who disappeared that night when he saw Kabune. He's just sleeping, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just under, under a tarp, and they yeah. say he's dead. And oh. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Izuru runs into one of the towers that is surrounding the arena that they use to train, and he begins to hear a weird noise coming from up above. And there we cut to Lady Rorichio, who has picked her lock open. And walks out and says, wow, I can't believe nobody else is around. And then a bunch of assassins appear and begin recapturing her. So she could have oh. done this a while ago? Um, she made it seem like she had never tried before. And oh. she just happened to figure it out. Oh, so like, she just wow, got lucky. What luck? So yeah. when you were telling that, it basically sounded like to me either this bitch has a fuck ton of keys. Like she just has a key ring and she can mm-hmm. lock her fucking right. Senkai Maon. Or she can do this. She's royalty. Or I thought she was the fucking assassin uh, imposter. And it was just like, wow, look, I was able to escape. Psych. And then all the assassins show up and it's like, gang, gang. <laughs> but no. So we see on the roof as she's begin being captured that uh, Izru is up on the roof and she's basically looking in. And he does recognize her immediately. He's like, that's Lady Riccio. And oh. says that something is definitely up and he should go report to this to Amagai. Uh, just then, he too is surrounded by a bunch of assassins. He takes down four of them. Pretty oh, easy peasy. Oh, okay. Then more appear. This time they're all wielding Bakuro. So all of them have like a fucking sword. Uh, which, being fair to Izuru here, he has a great showing because uh, he jumps out into the arena and begins fighting all of them at once. And as he is mid-fight, he starts to see Lady Richo being taken away. Okay, uh, hold on. Some of my text is in white. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if you're Izuru in this situation. Yeah. How do you go about fighting all these guys then? Because your sword, what, makes everything heavy, right? You just go around and you just do a full round. You dink, dink, dink everyone. And then they're already heavy. They're slowed down. Yeah, because they're trying to hit you. So even if you block, that still initiates contact, right? Well, I'm curious. Is it it just contact or does he have to be the one to hit it? Like if he, like it's his intent to hit. So what if somebody was coming to swing at him? And he blocked it, but it was like. But he like edged it just a little forward. He's like, oh, like, I attacked you. Oh, but you cut my attack in half by, like, I, I didn't go for the full swing. Maybe, maybe it just wouldn't work on him because if someone's a lot stronger than he is and he makes a weapon heavier, it might oh, that, just backfire. Yeah, so he has to be the taller guy. Yeah, yeah. So he can only fight shorter people. It's a guy. <laughs> I was going to say, and all the, the other assassins. assassins. <laughs> <laughs> They'd happily jump into that blade. Yeah, I thought, so that's the other issue is he could have taken down way more assassins, but his fatal flaw is he ultimately doesn't have a Gatsuga. Um, for them to fall into. If he had a Bankai, what do you think his Bankai would be? <sighs> okay, so he's depressed, boy. And his bon- or Shikai doubles weight. It makes he- everybody fat. Yes, but <laughs> what happens is it's like a like an Eisen illusion control thing where 
they like go into a dream state. They wake up, they take their morning piss, and then they go to weigh themselves. But now they're like double or quadruple. They get super depressed, lose their will to fight, and then they just kind of like slop down on the floor. And then that's when he comes by with his curved sword and goes. Okay, so we get a nice speech from uh, Tetsuman here as he's talking to Renji. And he says that he's sensing a spiritual pressure all over uh, Serate going haywire. And Renji asks, then why won't he just let him go? He swears to prove the innocence of Rukia and Renji or Ichigo. Oh, he's just fucking threw his cards out. <laughs> yeah. So Tetsuan says, I guess if you're that confident, then I'll put my trust in Ichigo Kurosaki as well. You're not alone. I bet we all feel that way. Most of us have a lot of faith in that guy. However, we still got to follow orders. And I want to find Captain Amagai and the others. How else can we prove their in- innocence? And we cut to Ikaku. Are they who, still fighting, by the way? They're just like standing, talking to each oh, other. Okay. Um, we cut to Ikaku, who is basically continuing the same sentence and says, when you cross swords with Ichigo, you'll get it. You'll know that he wouldn't raise all this hell for no reason. But until then, I refuse to let anyone get in his way. Damn, Ikaku's the boy. So both of their opponents, they kind of at the same time, they ask, well, what if you're wrong? What if he betrayed us? Both Ikaku and Renji reply at the same time, saying that they'll deal never. with it when it comes and his sentence will be death. They'll be fucked if Ichigo goes rogue, though. Let's be real. Uh, I don't think so. I think no. with a numbers game, he's pretty done. And That's they have point, uh, yeah. Yamamoto. Yeah. I would love to see that fight. They did have to, like... With a numbers of... game, it would be over. Like, if they all dogpiled him, it's just game over. What about, like, full power Ichigo? Very end of the Thousand Year Blood War arc, where we get fade to black. Uh, it's 20 years yeah, later. Yeah, we don't even know what that is. We don't know anything but about that. So how am I supposed to judge that? You, but yeah, you let me think... hold up. Let me imagine oh the back God. half of the fight that we didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Ichigo's powers in the back half of the fight that we didn't see when he created a new sword after his had been broken in the future somehow. Yes. He has two swords. He... Would lose. There you go. That's fair. I I see where you're coming from. I also too hope you die tonight. (laughs) We get super Biakuya. We get super uh, Hitsugaya. Kempachi. Yeah. Yeah, Let me just write Tite Kuba real quick. Like, hey, what was Ichigo's like powers at the end there? Can you tell me, bruh? (laughs) On the scale from one to twelve with all or thirteen with the court guard squad, like just place him anywhere there. I want to know. Yeah, I feel like the answer from all the uh, Bleach fandom would be, you know, uh, Bleach isn't as shonen-y as you think it is. It's more subtle. Like there's a lot more subtleties to it, and it really there's a telling story with the fact that we never got to see his full bankai, and blah 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 blah, and that would be his answer to you as well. We'll never know unless somebody asks. So, (laughs) good point. Uh. Back to it, Izuru dispatches all the assassins and then tries to go and chase after Rishio. But then a uh, sword comes flying at him, and we see that it is a uh, third seat Kabune. He's standing up on one of the towers and says, Sorry, but the princess is long gone by now, and that's the end of the episode. And I think this is the last episode here. Oh. So at the start of this episode, which is really weird, um, 69 Guy is no longer fighting Ikaku. It's just like they're, they're just, just done, done, and Ikaku and 69 Guy is now like deploying his squad mates to different zones. They don't ever talk about what happened. It's just done, apparently. They probably figured, eh, we might as well not waste the animation yeah. on any of this. That's true. So, Chill Captain and Ukitake are talking once again, because that's what they like to do. And Ukitake is saying that he doesn't understand why the head captain won't take action. Um, Chill Captain says that he couldn't find any info on them either. And here we learn that Squad 12, uh, Miyuri Squad, is not getting involved at all. And they're just basically chilling, watching for any other intruders trying to get in and use this as like a good uh, decoy. Amagai gets a hell of butterfly, saying that Izuru had found... Uh, Princess Riccio, and it was at the Squad 3 barracks. 
Yachiru is now asking Kenpachi if he's going to go after Ichigo, and he's just like, nah, I don't feel like it. Aww. <laughs> he's probably upset. He's like, the motherfucker showed up yeah. again. No barbecue. So Yachiro's like, well, since Kenpachi, you were there during uh, Amagai's uh, examination. Aren't you worried that you'll be responsible for what he does? Kenpachi's like, nah, don't care. I got tricked by the old man. So <laughs> You got tricked by the oh. old man. <laughs> Which, if you remember, part of the mystery at the start was who was at his examination. Oh, Nobody yeah. knew. No one knew who was there, and so Kenpachi's one of them. We don't know who the other one is. But Kenpachi was one of them. I, I, I can just imagine Kenpachi just being like, yeah. Not even looking at him, be like, huh? Yeah, him? Yeah, I don't care. Ten bucks, Yamamoto's like, I'll fight you if you uh, <laughs> come to this. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so Amagai and Ako are running to the arena to find Izuru, and that's when they see a squad of assassins basically like run by on the other side of some trees, and they're carrying something in their arm. So Ichigo and Amagai immediately go to run after the assassins, while Amagai sends the rest of uh, the three uh, side filler characters to go after. Uh, third C Kabune, and then they tell Rukia to because they still have Shu Kanogi with them the whole time. Like Rukia, carry Sh- uh, Kanogi and follow after us because you know, sorry Rukia, that's misogyny. Yeah, yeah. So Makoto is telling Izuru that he gave the assassins a scaled down Makoto, but he's still impressed that he's able to defeat them all. They begin to fight, and then that's when the other squad members show up to Izuru, and they're just like stunned that Izuru and Makoto are fighting. Izuru tells them to stay back, and Makoto is an enemy now. Izuru calls out Wabiske and begins fighting. This is the first time he summoned his Shikai because he fought the other guy's no Shikai. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, okay. We get kind of the classic, like, they fight, 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 when all of a sudden Makoto can't lift his weapon anymore. And he's like, oh, what did you do? We already know what he did. So Makoto w- takes his opportunity to explain to Izuru what he wants, like why he's doing all this. He says that the Kasumioji, uh, he says what the Kasumioji clan is and whatever it does is above your head. But what they do possess is tremendous power. And I want to use that power to become the strongest Soul Reaper ever. How funny would it be to use, like, you know, when Josh is being annoying and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you just hit his door a a couple of times so he can't open the door. You know, good in theory, but I feel like more realistically it'd fall off the hinges and then it would just be an open door full floor plan, you know. Okay. Congratulations. You played yourself. I would walk out of that room. I really like just hit Josh seven times. Yeah, th- there yeah. we go. I was going to say, get his leg so he has a heavy leg syndrome yeah. or something like you that. You would be the guy that would, like, as I'm, like, measuring or, like, weighing myself in the bathroom, just sneak would be standing there. <laughs> <and stink. laughs> yeah. What? 100 pounds. Oh, this my God. But, so, I'm pissed. That's a shit. That's a shit fucking reasoning. It's because... Oh, I can't be swayed by money. But I want to be the strongest. Uh, you probably relate to this because you find out he basically has high school trauma. So, um, <laughs> carry, carrying on, he decides to go ahead and lift his blade kind of like telepathically now because it's one of his powers. He just like floats oh the blade in front God. of him. And he begins to shoot it at Izuru, basically making it spin and go fucking Beyblade mode. And <laughs> Izuru, uh, you know, tries to catch it, but What's it gets fucking sent flying back. What's his, like, Beyblade animal? Oh, yeah, they didn't talk about his dragon spirit or something. Yeah, they T- haven't got that Typical Tite Kubo. They don't want to talk about it. Izuru goes to hide inside one of the towers now, and Makoto goes in to try obviously, finish him off. And Izuru takes that chance to give a speech to Makoto about how he's been given so much power, why not use it for good? Makoto doesn't preach that he specifically used the word given and says, you have no idea how much I sacrificed for this, and then tries to attack where he thinks Izuru is. killed somebody, yes. Izuru teleports to Hado 31 Shakaho, and hits Makoto. Makoto is now on the ground and tries to call back to his weapon. Izuru says, too slow, jumps in the air to go to finish him. Just then, Makoto reveals that this whole time, whole time somehow apparently, he's had one of the Bakoto on him, and he's now fisting a squid. So it shoots energy, energy blowing Izuru back away from him. The squid takes over Makoto's arm, a sight we've seen many times before, 
And he attacks Izuru now with this same sword and sends him flying now out of the tower back into the arena. I'm thinking we get a t-shirt that says Bakuda or whatever the Bakudo or <laughs> yeah. whatever the thing is. And just say squid fisted, like equals squid fisted. <laughs> yes, it's seriously gross. Yeah. So Izuru now asks, what is that thing? We get our like 15th explanation of a Bakudo here. <sighs> Not going to go through it at all. We're going to go ahead and Thank skip you. right Thank over you. that. Uh Kabune says that he always had power, but for some reason, no one chose to recognize it. Flashback time. Here you go, Josh. Buckle up. Uh, Kabune was always at the top of his classes academically. Kill me. Academically, but for some reason, he never got a call to join the 13 court guard squads, even when people lower than him were getting the same call. Um, even after that, he tr- continued to train painstakingly for years. He finally achieved a Shikai and was accepted into the squad. Never says Whoa. what squad, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't have Shikai and people were getting accepted? No fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like Sam and uh, his character. Yeah, but I feel like you can be in the 13 Court Guard squad and not have your Shikai. Like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. I, that, I, yeah, I feel like that's How right. many of the fucking regular loser characters did you see ever use a Shikai? They, they're not supposed... That's a lot of effort that he has to put in there. He doesn't like to write all that. Yeah, well... I'm just saying, nobody ever uses it. You, just, like, you, could just draw, you could just draw swords looking weird and be like, oh, yeah, look, they all have Shikai's. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Don't you remember how many yeah. uh, swords Ichigo had when he was training for Bankai? Yeah. Yes. Good I point. Don't. So he's, he said he was accepted into the squad, and he's killed more hollows than anybody, but his fighting style became an issue with the others. Basically, he would go to hit the hollows, and he wouldn't care if the other squad members were in the way and would just fucking hit them as well. So he was just an asshole. Yeah. So he ended up falling out of favor, of course. And then he faced being banished from the squad. He managed to avoid being discharged, but was sentenced to probation. So his chances now of becoming a seated member was effectively over because he was on probation. So he's an idiot. Uh, he's an asshole. He's not an idiot. Uh, self-inflicted wounds. It's not self-inflicted. He's trying to he, hit his teammates. Obviously, you're going to get fucking probation if you fucking yeet you your teammates. You could have been banished. Oh. That's okay, the best so one. his only options are I'm not getting a seat now. Because yeah. he had to go fucking yeet Which I would say is pretty well done. Yeah. You scare me some days. Wait, he, may, he could have been banished, never allowed to be a Soul Reaper again, and you're upset that he no. just got off with probation. No, 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 that's not what it's I'm saying. Like, I'm not, saying, oh, shh, shh, no, 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 no. basically saying, oh, Sam's got one part of my idea and ran with it in the wrong direction. He could have been in prison, but instead he just got probation. What a fucking loser. No, I'm saying, what an idiot. How could you not think you were going to have fucking probation or banishment for fucking almost killing your teammates? Yeah, like, but why are you so and, concerned? Like, oh, I didn't get my seat. This is bullshit. Because he doesn't care. It's like he's not he's not an idiot because that he doesn't care. His he, whole job was like, oh, I'm a soul reaper. I'm going to kill hollows. Like, who gives a fuck if these guys are in the way? And he was very successful at it, as he explained. Oh, he was God. the number one. He's the. But he would just also hit his fucking squad because he didn't give a fuck if they were in the way. He's the wolf of Sayrete. Yeah. So he's just trying to live his life out here. And he, he's really pissed off that piss ants like Josh are getting the seeds instead, as he says well, later. Piss ants like Josh. Wait, I thought Josh was that guy. Some of us have our Shikai. So. Yeah, which you find out is not necessary. So so after that, he received orders to join the expeditionary unit. And that's where he met Amagai, as we all know. And he stayed there basically just killing Hollow so he can prove his worth to those who didn't recognize his talents. Then uh, he finally encountered this, quote, awesome power. And it, we see him First, meeting the uh, Bakoto Squid Fister power thing. Hey. And with the power he now holds, no one will ever be able to ignore him again. But it's not enough because he, but he now holds the key to great power. They so, begin. Go ahead. So, sorry. So he's got a fucking Zompakto and a Bakoto? Um, yes. 
I just picture like a giant. But that's like the whole arm. point yeah. of the Pakoto that they said very early on is that anybody can use it. Yeah. Like that's the whole point of it is like, yeah, some people aren't strong enough to have like a cool Shikai. So oh. here, take this Pakoto. It'll make you instantly strong, but it like siphons it off of you. But it doesn't seem all that strong. Like if it gave that, well, I guess it's, it depends on the the spiritual pressure. Yeah. Their explanation would be, hey, we gave it to a shitty assassin. Yeah. He fucking fell into a Gatsuga rip. Yeah. Okay. So he begins feeding more spirit energy to his Bakoto and saying, possessing such absolute power will force every soul reaper to respect and bow down to me. He then uh, shit talks Izru saying it's weak people like him with no power who he had to watch get his position. He says this all the while uh, basically kicking the shit out of Izru. He eventually uh, makes Izru hit the ground and then goes for his finishing move. He sends the Beyblade of Destruction, destruction flying towards Izru. <laughs> and destruction. he's just kind of laying on the ground. And that's the end of the episode. That was episode Bleach 184. So, so we don't know if he dies. Yeah, he's, he's dead next episode, actually. Uh, spoiler alert. So. I mean, it's not a loss. Yeah, it's so, not. Was Izuru on, like, common ground with him at a point before he brought out the Bakoto? Because it's kind of lame that he's, like, oh, weak people um, like you that are on par with me. He's only, like, stronger because he's using the Bakoto right now. That's yeah, I think that's the case for Kabune right now. I, it did seem like Izuru was better than him. So it's the D student be like, bruh, why are the B students doing better but than I me? But I think he, his problem is he doesn't like the way Izuru acts. Well, he yeah, he that doesn't like does. the emo. Like, he's not fit to be second C. You know, like, his attitude is not fit for that. And I think that's what he said in the beginning of the Sark when uh, they found all the hollows in the pit. And uh, Kabune attacked Ezer again there, too. And he was like, yeah, you're too slow. Like, you don't make any decisions. Like, what's wrong with you? Damn Debbie Downer. Yeah. So I think that's his main thing with it because, I mean, his power seems pretty good. Like, I, no doubt you can hate Ezer all you want. Well, Beastgate's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's, I mean, that's it, a good it, power. That power just weighs heavy on his soul, you know? Yeah. He hit it seven times. So but there's now only five episodes left. And as you mentioned earlier, they do. Obviously, Amagai becomes a bad guy at some point. Oh, yeah. That's um, right. If I remember correctly, does he wear the squid at some point? I don't know. I don't really remember the big climax battle. It is obviously going to be Ichigo versus Amagai. Spoiler alert. Oh, um, oh yeah. They're setting that up. I don't remember what that fight is like. So, and I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be the last episode. Do you think they're probably going to fight uh, where uh, Byakuya and Ichigo They always fought? fucking fight out right, there. That, they, did they, they it, yeah. they did that with Karya. They did that. They're going to do that this fight too. Bet what they if, end up there. What if it's part like shot for shot the same animation and everything and it ends where he's like you know Ichigo I've always wanted to tell you something then just fades away and it's like <laughs> yeah. oh fuck but motherfucker it's like yo you guys just met like what do you want to tell him <laughs> it's like, yep. oh I left out a part which you do, this is the one part that he is a little suspicious oh um, sus, dude so they needed to get to where they thought Izuru and Kabune were and everybody's on patrol and in their own zones as we were talking about so he's telling Ichigo that it's like, oh, well, fuck, are we going to, we just bolt there and just hope for the best? And he's like, no, no. It's like, I'm the one who trained them because remember he wanted them to do the joint training oh, together. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I'm the one who taught them these new zones. And I purposely left a little opening between all the zones. So we'll just go in between that opening. That's and straight sus. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one time that I was like, oh, a little suspicious to leave that there. It's like. You just wanted to have like a trail where you could drink yeah. the entire time. You could say, you know, it's like, oh, it's so they don't you know bump into each other like it's a little he's buffer. done an awful job at that cause, yeah because yeah, i mean look at what happened but he, yeah. he taught them their zones but you know you can't control them man when they they hear each goes there everybody's going buck wild the one that's going to be a complete mystery to us is uh the next uh filler where yeah the, where the zombok come yeah. to life well i think that's 
a while that's like, into the future. I think that's when we're in Eisen, Eisen's and uh, Car Club. Yeah, I think that's a while out. So, but that's a long boy also. That's a real long boy. Yeah, that's almost a year's worth of episodes, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, I geez. don't know. I've never watched it. I remember that art came out and I tried to watch it because, like, I think it was about three quarters of the way through and people were like, yo, it's actually really, really good. I was like, okay. So I kind of started watching. I was like, oh, it's just a fucking filler again. Is it the one with the green hair guy that has the spinny I think blade? so. He has a really long fingernail. Yeah. On one Ew. Of- <laughs> yeah. Oh, I fucking. So eh. He's like a nail. pale guy. I'm going to try and describe him from memory. Pale guy. I think he has kind of like darkish red hair that's like slicked back. He's got a weird long nail. Yeah. Um, and he's got like a purple Yeah, and he's got outfit. like a way V like yeah. fucking so his chest is showing. Who is this? This is a uh, the bad guy in the Zanpakuto rebellion arc. So, almost done. Boring episode. Yeah. We're sorry. Last 5 episodes should be good. Fingers crossed. I've not hated this filler arc as much as I remember. So, I, really? I just remember this filler arc being boring. I don't know if they come back later or not, like the the princess in Kinryu and Inryu, because I remember hating them a lot. I don't really have uh-huh. any grudges against them this whole time. They've been fine. They're I, just awful characters. Is this where, no, this isn't where we get the soccer. It's not, which yeah. is annoying because I thought it was. So that's why I think they might come back. They probably come back oh. right before the. Uh, yeah, they might like be there for the soccer game. They might like, yeah. hey, we're here to hang out. We're the new mod souls. Yeah, because they do do like little short bursts of filler episodes. Yeah, they'll they'll do like three episode ones or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So so far hasn't been bad. We'll see how it finishes. But and I mean, like, we'll see from there. I haven't watched this, and I'm going off of what you have told mm-hmm. me. This is a boring as fuck. It is boring. The one complaint I will give is it's boring. Like it's it's not exciting. I don't like that they keep switching back to like the Amagai parts and then to the. To Ichigo uh, like and the Ichigo parts. Like, you have to, like, in my position, you have to, like, even if I didn't know he was going to be a bad guy, there's something sus about him. They can't, they wouldn't be doing two stories I, at the same I, time. I disagree with that because, as obviously you're not the person watching it, but I think they've done a very good job so far of, yeah, you think he's suspicious, but then they kind of offload all of that suspicion on the Kabune. Yeah. And then they do a really good job of like this whole time Making the last couple like episodes where Amagai just comes off as a good guy. Gotcha. Just like a genius. Like if I was watching this for the first time, not knowing what I know, I would be assuming they're going to kill him. Like coming up. I would oh, be like, kill oh. Amagai? Yeah. Yeah. That would oh. be my assumption. It's like they're setting him up to be too good of a guy. Oh. They're setting him up to just like, oh, I got to get. Hold Ishigo Kurosaki. Like, this is my yeah, battle. It's and like, I got to get Kabune back myself. You know, all this stuff. But secretly doesn't die. And then Ichigo goes to defend him and then takes out the other guys. Like, you fool. You took out the guy I wanted to take out. Now I will take you out. Oh, No, you God. would not get that from the first seven episodes, Jose. Okay. Okay. Jose derailed that hard. Now yeah. I'm starting to guess that might be the way it goes. So, But, okay. that's. I think that's fair. But I just. Yeah. This is mediocre yeah like, and i think that's the there's complaint. no stakes yeah, i guess I mean, is the issue and i know it's filler well but it's like, no or, stakes when it starts off and it says hey this is in a different time like here you go yeah. it's like it ruins it immediately yeah like, you don't know when this takes place they can't do anything because they haven't seen what's about to happen yeah. so it's like they can't even mess with it <laughs> yeah okay well let's call it a uh, boring podcast for a boring five episodes thanks for watching we'll be back next week with the finale of the filler arc and we'll get back into the actual good stuff of bleach which thank god we're moving on once again filler arc not bad just boring so thanks for watching be sure to leave a like and subscribe on the video if you have any questions or anything like that be sure to let us know in the comments and if you're listening anywhere else be sure to uh rate five stars and leave a nice review we'll see you guys next time thanks for watching Uh, until then bye
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.